You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Sophia and I'm a law student. And welcome to our radio show called A Fresh Perspective on Current Affairs. We'll be discussing what's been going on in the world and how we feel about it as young Muslims in the society. You know, where do we fit in? What's our place? And joining me are some of my beautiful, learned friends who will now introduce themselves. I'm Meher. I study politics and I'll be offering up some of my opinions on the topics we have chosen. Uh, I'm Kulsum. I'm an English and journalism student and I'm excited to share my opinion too. I'm Hamna and I'm a psychology student and I'm here to listen to what my friends have to say and I'm looking forward to contributing to the conversation. Enjoy the show. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to our show. Uh, today's episode is about Brexit. Um, general updates um, and also a bit of a timeline of the events that have taken place so far. How did we get here? Where are we now? <laughs> I'm going to hand it off to Meher. How did we get here indeed? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to go through a hopefully not too long timeline of Brexit. I think everybody's heard this so much, so I will keep it brief. But I think it's nice to refresh it in your mind. I think Brexit's been in the news for so long that I'm almost just thinking, what is actually happening now with it? So if we just go through a timeline of it, so the UK formally joined the EU, so the European Union, in 1973, and we had a referendum in 2016, put to us by David Cameron, in which 51% of the population voted to leave um, the EU, and David Cameron resigned after that, and Theresa May came in as the Prime Minister of the UK, and in 2017, the formal process of leaving uh, the EU started. And so uh, between 2017 and 2019, there was a lot of back and forth with the EU and then with Ireland and the UK. And uh, in 2019, so around March, the Parliament voted to delay Brexit uh, until June and then again voted to delay it till October. And because of almost a deadlock in the negotiations, Theresa May then resigned in July and was succeeded by Boris Johnson. (laughs) Um, And after a few more changes, uh, a lot back and forth, uh, Brexit formally came into play on 31st of January 2020. So that's a bit of a... I think 2020 just gives everyone PTSD. <laughs> it was it. a year. Yeah, it definitely was. And I don't think we would have known like on in January that we would be heading for a very interesting few years mm. uh, after mm. that. Yeah. Um, so I think what I wanted to focus on mostly was um, the more current news on where Brexit is and the economic repercussions of that. And then just to get, you know, everybody's um, opinions about uh, these stats that I'm going to post to you. So I was looking at it today and this is very, very relevant. So the IMF has said, and this is from the BBC, that the UK will be the only major economy to shrink in 2023, which is a very interesting statistic if you look at other countries of a similar size and of similar power levels. And I think... Um, one thing to note is that how much can we say that this was Brexit and not COVID and how much was it COVID and not Brexit that's an interesting debate as well um, to have but yeah does anybody have any thoughts about that Just the fact that it's quite scary 
we're the yeah. only ones to shrink <laughs> what a time to be british. what a time to be british mm. well i mean i guess the fact that we're the the only ones who are shrinking mm. suggests that it's not just covid you know that mm. it's um that That's brexit true. does mm. have something to true. do with it because mm. obviously what the tories are very much claiming is no 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 we have it all under control yeah. um <laughs> it is it's the covid you know but i mean even if it was COVID, that just shows a lot of mismanagement on the uh-huh. side of the British <laughs> yeah. and oh, therefore the government. And so I don't think either argument is in their favor, but very much so. Like, very stressful to be mm-hmm. British, you know? Like yeah. you said, even if even if it wasn't for Brexit, the fact that other countries are recovering mm. much quicker and faster than us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like a defining it's, factor. Yeah, yeah, definitely says something about our government yeah and mm. i think there's been a lot of sort of no 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 no, we're okay but i think the mm. imf has now said yeah. that you are not okay those vibes of you know when you're panicking but you're trying to remain calm from everybody else but then you've got this manic energy you're like yes. it's all okay it's, it's all fine, fine. It's that, fine. that is what the uk is is giving right now um, <laughs> and then also from the tony blair institute that the britain is at the lowest rate of growth in the g7 as well so even if we're looking at the G7, you know, that's not just in the Re- European Union. And again, as you said, it's not just COVID then, is it? Mm. Because if countries mm. that are not even part of the European Union and uh, everywhere else are feeling this, mm-hmm. and then countries in the European Union are actually doing okay, you yeah. know, um, what does that what does that say about where we are? Especially given that some of these other countries don't have the power and resources that the uh-huh. UK have, yeah. and yet the still like, are recovering. It's a powerhouse yeah. in the world, uh-huh. and it has been for a long time. You'd think mm-hmm. with all these resources. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. Kind of sus of them. Mm. Yeah. But interestingly, obviously, a main reason that we left was because we felt like we were economically superior, you know? The idea that it's a very kind of almost colonial mindset yeah. that Britain still has about we are you know better than Europe and all this kind of stuff yeah and also this idea that we can do it alone yeah. we don't need you we don't need you but we do you do exactly because if these other European countries have recovered it's because the U- EU s- provides a security net which now the UK can't benefit from yes. and also I guess the trade deals that um, I mean I don't know how much I need to explain this but I guess the fact that now that the EU is feeling quite betrayed by Britain, mm. they're not going to give us good trade deals, you know? Yeah. They're not going to give... Mm-hmm. We're no longer the priority. Yes. And so yes. we are going to struggle inevitably. We made an enemy of the biggest powerhouse economically outside of America. Yeah, and I think to do it so soon after COVID as well, I mean, not that anyone knew, um, but it's happening after COVID and that's quite scary as well because I don't think if we're looking at just the UK specifically, has it recovered from COVID? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think yet. I mean, obviously it's up for a debate and is COVID even gone? You know, that's a debate for another time. That's We will cover that in another episode. Um, but then also looking at the fact that like when that vote happened, we were all too young to vote. Mm-hmm. And we are all at like voting age now. We see the repercussions yeah. of Brexit. Some of the people that actually maybe voted for Brexit are probably not here oh. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and like it. you said, it was fifty-one percent. There's yeah. really very little to it. it yeah. Could have been yeah. either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Inclusion definitely. Move out of the UK. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think that's a, a, a debate that comes up a lot in politics. You know, 
having young people there and at what age because I mean in Scotland you know we're able to vote after 16 but then in the UK it is 18 mm-hmm. and yeah. that brings up a debate as well isn't it yeah, that, yeah and even the debate between Scotland and England and mm, how if you yeah. looked at the statistics and the vote in Scotland yeah then a lot of people were state yet yeah that didn't hold much power when you looked mm. at the entirety of the UK mm, yeah. because England had more votes yeah exactly um and I think that also sort of squashes that whole you know you're equal Mm. and you have Mm -hmm. sovereignty and you can do what you want no we can't yeah i think it's interesting after that the um scottish independence then got a lot more backing from Mm. the public i think there are differences between england and Uh scotland uh exactly it highlighted in a very obvious way exactly and i think yeah that's the thing is we are so politically different you know Mm. we have a lot more of a socialist kind of Mm. rhetoric and that is why I think the SNP have allow, has allowed the vote, age of voting to be 16. You know, mm-hmm. they want the youth to get involved, whereas mm-hmm. the Tories would never do that because <laughs> they know that the young people would maybe vote them out, you know. Um, but that is the sad reality is that this, if we have such a different political approach, mm-hmm. we are nonetheless outnumbered by England 10 to 1, which yeah. is oh, crazy. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. we'll never get any kind of say yeah. really... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think even people in the in England or anywhere that voted for Brexit are now saying, oh, no, we didn't mean to. I think there was someone in the House of Lords that said, oh, this wasn't the Brexit I wanted. Mm. And that was an well, interesting... Fix the consequences. Whose fault is that? Yeah. Mm. And, and even YouGov has done a lot of polling on this specific issue. And they've seen uh, a gradual but very progressive decline in people actually saying might have voted for it but I don't believe in it anymore you know it's not done and I think there was a lot of promises made and I think particularly looking at even Boris Johnson (laughs) when he was part of that uh, um, team of you know convincing people that Mm -hmm. this was right we were going to take back power Um, I mean even the guy that owns Dyson was Mm. like oh you know I'll move all (laughs) all of it back to the UK and he's now moved it all out of the UK (laughs) which is quite interesting Um, and again I think there's a lot of misinformation surrounding uh what actually would happen afterwards I think a lot of people did not expect I think the government maybe gave a bunch of us false promises yeah, and, exactly. You know, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. there's no one else to blame aside from the people that promised us uh-huh. yeah. a good yeah, world after true. Brexit. Exactly. Like, wasn't there even, I think, the very famous, like, red bus? The, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, and I don't remember what the exact figure was, but they they promised millions to the NHS. Yeah. yeah. And they actually oh, got really? in trouble for that afterwards because oh, it was really? completely yeah. untrue. It was based but, on but nothing. But then that's fake yeah. news because the fact is, like, see if it's quick enough. It's, it's so bad with the news cycle now mm, that yeah. see if you get something out on a bus enough people have seen it even yeah. if it is fake news people believe mm. you now yeah, people think God. that 350 million pound is being sent mm. to the eu i've never heard about this have you not okay yeah and it was it and was, i also think you can't even blame people because yeah. if you're putting some big facts and figures yeah. on a bus and yeah. it I looks like it's a right, government yeah. source why yeah. would you not believe exactly that? because mm-hmm. boris johnson himself is standing in front of the bus saying and so you're gonna think you think it's credible yeah but that's yeah. the thing about the exactly it was like our the, our whole com- like economy our whole social standing was shifted yeah. by brexit based on a few lies mm-hmm. told by this one government yeah. yeah because we're gonna have to face the consequences for potentially mm-hmm. decades mm-hmm. yeah definitely and i think if we're looking at the economic impact of it especially with inflation one of the reasons that inflation is so bad 
in the UK is that we're not part of the EU and we're not able to it's so bad yeah Mm -hmm. everything is so bad it's just so expensive and like and if you're looking at you know in the UK I mean maybe it's fine for people that are like the Tories and I think for them there's actually maybe some good that's come out of this because there's a lot of things that now they, they can do and they can get away with that maybe they were safeguarding from the EU and I was reading about you know there's certain laws that the EU wanted to enact that the UK will now not have uh, you know that protection that we, that we once had mm-hmm. from them and that is quite scary mm-hmm. and then even the, with this whole misinformation thing I think we live in an age where there's so much misinformation and it's so quick and it's so damaging with the bus I think specifically <laughs> I can imagine a lot of people being swayed because of that yeah. and then do you, that does beg the question was it a legitimate vote mm-hmm. yeah because uh-huh. if people are being swayed by stuff that is not true yeah how legitimate was your process yeah and you exactly. can't act exactly. as if he didn't know that that I mean, was yeah, there and he was no, standing no, in front no. of the bus posing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like, it's like it almost begs the question of like democracy itself you know like mm-hmm. if you're not informed yeah. Yeah. if it's not an informed choice yeah. mm-hmm. then you know it, the government can influence you to do anything and, yeah. Yeah. and how much of that is the government how much is the media as well yeah. Yeah. yeah, because you can't blame people for being misinformed if the media is doing that exactly. to them yeah, yeah definitely and then one of the other big issues with Brexit was the the border between Northern Ireland and the mm. Republic of Ireland mm-hmm. which has oh. been such a hot topic uh, yeah. for, for a while for a while <laughs> And I think that was one of the main reasons that a lot of it was not working, you know, that they, they were going back mm-hmm. and forth. And I mean, when they were campaigning, they were like, it's all going to. These problems, I think, were not mentioned to the public in the way that they were. And I think if you were to ask an average person, they would say that we were misinformed about this. You, you didn't give it. And then I think coming on from that, it's like, well, if they were misinformed, does that not mean. Um, that maybe it should be redone. I know that there's mm. probably not the scope for that, mm. but really, like, but it's such a drastic, like as you say, say with the polls, such a drastic change of public opinion. As mm. you say, like so many people are regretting Brexit, mm-hmm. and we maybe could reverse it. But mm. I think I think it all comes back to not only you know the government not wanting to accept they were wrong, mm-hmm. but almost like a British sense of you know ego and mm-hmm. we we don't mm-hmm. want to go back on it we don't want to go and beg yeah. europe like you to said, take us back it's that colonial that british empire pride that mm-hmm. that still exists i think yeah mm-hmm. and i'm going to jump in with another statistic which is from the coalition for european reform and they said that brexit has reduced uh, the uk's gdp by 5.5 percent investment by 11 percent and goods trade by seven percent um, in the second quarter of 2022 okay. and if we're looking at the second quarter of 2022 we're still healing from you know covid mm. and that's still very much something that was going on i mean 11 percent for investment that's shocking that's horrific and i think it shows a general perception of britain in the world now you know mm. i think we used to have this obviously colonial standing we had empire and i think we still think that we're so relevant mm, yeah. but actually <laughs> But yeah. are we though? And by we, we mean the UK. <laughs> Definitely not us for as individuals. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> um, but then also looking at the influence that it has and the damage that it's done to different sectors. So if we're looking at um, farming as a sector, so leaving the EU has cost farmers a lot. There's a lot of financial support that was available from the EU for farmers. And that's been a bit of a hot topic because, I mean, a lot of the things that are grown and 
um, made in the UK are now, you know, we're not able to send it out, so export and even import. It, it's mm-hmm. costing us a lot more. And yeah. then that's why mm-hmm. we're even seeing, I think it was like a few weeks ago, where they the were like rationing tomato ingredients. <laughs> in, yeah. No. Yeah. Did and you it, not see that? There was like oh. no tomatoes, no cucumbers. Everyone was crying. Yeah. Oh, no. It was like, uh, and there you was know, uproar in Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were clearly not Aldi. I know. <laughs> she only goes to waitress. No, but definitely, if we're looking at that, it's quite interesting that this was something that was heralded before. It was like, you know, we'll, we'll be able to support uh, mm. British produce and British mm. farmers, mm. but we're not. Yeah. I do think there's also something to be said for having fresh fruit and vegetable available to you all of the time mm. year round is that really very interesting environmentally point. friendly economical ethical yeah. you know but that's a whole separate yeah. topic yeah. 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 Well, but yeah. I think it's so one. relevant though mm. because um, you've kind of got used to that way of living yeah. but that's not yeah. natural even with inflation yeah. the prices for fruit is yeah not nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not great and then yeah. the impact on your body as well because i don't think you're supposed to be eating these things <laughs> at the wrong time you know there yeah. must be some yeah. sort of impact mm-hmm. that that's happen- having on you as a person mm-hmm. and even you know the fact that it's getting flown in or taken away or that's yeah yeah the environment yeah, yeah. It's so, so bad mm-hmm. um and then we're also looking at, you know, the, the fisheries policy, which was another one that was like, you know, we'll have control of our waters again. <laughs> well, <laughs> do we? And and it's almost like, you know, the, the funding that was coming from that and the CFP, which is the common fisheries policy, uh, was, you know, that's something that we've left. And that mm. was something that protected the rights of <laughs> people that were fishing yeah. in, in the UK. Mm. I think I remember when that happened, like there was um, a dispute between the French and the British, right? Because mm, I think so, yeah. Yeah, they were fishing oh, in yeah. our waters. Mm-hmm. Our, oh, I think we used to be able to fish in the French waters. Yeah. And now we can't yeah, because yeah. it's EU no. territory. Oh, no. I do think it's interesting how so many of the policies revolve around control. And yes. how that hasn't really had any positive impact, and, it was and all yet about taking it was back control. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was the biggest yeah. thing they were fighting for. Exactly. Uh, and it's like, will it's like autonomy, but at what cost? Yeah, you know? yeah. And Are what we... autonomy, if you think yeah. about it? Like, yeah. how yeah. has this helped British citizens? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just given the government. It was such yeah. a power on paper. Exactly, yeah. it was such a vague concept. You know, basing a whole thing on sovereignty, mm. and exactly as we said before, like no information as to the at what cost. You know, like yeah. um, what we'd have to trade yeah. to get this really abstract concept of yeah. sovereignty. But like, how has it actually materially affected our lives? You know, what is mm. it? As you say, what is it actually given? And if anything, it's just done so much damage. Yeah. Mm. And then even you know, there's statistics coming from like the from Oxford where they're saying that there's a lot of challenges that are now being posed to academia and um, British academia and research is suffering. Um, We're losing a lot of funding from the EU. And then even if you're looking at uni, like, you know, the whole Erasmus? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's something that I know a lot of people were talking about where it's like, we won't have people from Europe coming. Mobility. Yeah, Mm. and the thing is, they won't come. We won't be able to go either. Exactly. That's the worst part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually, I heard something really interesting about this, which was apparently at the time, Europe, even though they've been quite hostile towards the UK for for good reason, they actually said to Boris Johnson, okay, do we have this Erasmus scheme? It's for students, you Mm. know, we will let you keep it. We will let you stay with the, um, we'll still give you funding Uh uh to allow your students to come so we can send ours. Yeah. Yeah. Just students, you know, Uh and Boris Johnson made a very, like, quick decision uh to just be like, no, 
we don't want you, we don't need you. We're going to have our own called oh the Turing God. scheme. Oh, and we have to build it from the beginning. And it's not an established system. People yeah. are not able to access Nobody's it easily. It. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it's just like... The fear of yeah. immigration mm. is so unfounded. Yeah. Like, yeah. Please calm down. These students yeah. are coming here to learn. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And Definitely. it's just so like... It just feels so petty and mm. like it bitter does. that you even affect the students yeah. you know yeah. and also again like you said that belief system that everybody has something to gain coming here mm. but that's not true people have more to gain leaving and going to these other places <laughs> exactly. but that's not how they're seeing it they're seeing it as oh you're coming to take our resources our jobs our money like please such a good point and i think they forgot how much we benefit from the eu you know yeah. even i saw um it was like an interview from this couple who'd voted for brexit oh. and they realized that they couldn't stay in their uh, holiday home like oh. like for as long as they want so the <laughs> and suddenly brexit was a, an issue <laughs> they were like oh we don't like brexit it's yeah. affecting us and therefore yeah. we're now not into it but they never thought about the fact that it could come back round. Yeah. you know yeah. and, uh, and i think even with foreign investment if we're looking at a very current one uh, i've just got from the guardian that uh, a chinese company called byd has blamed brexit um, for not having its first um, electric electric car plant in the UK for for the whole of Europe. Wow. I mean, look at that. They could have put it in, like, it, the, you know, the jobs that well, that would have created and the fact that, you know, they actually thought of the UK, but then they thought, yeah. you know what, mm. Brexit, we're not mm. going to. And then that also begs the question that, you know, there was a lot of, it was almost like the UK was a stepping stone into the European Union yeah. for a lot of people yeah. coming from mm-hmm. the outside. Definitely. And now that that's gone, they will find another place, yeah. but it just won't be here. Yes. So, yeah, there were opportunities for people outside of the UK and for people inside yes. the UK. And like, all oh, that's been abolished now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Definitely. Um, but yeah. So, and I think if we're coming back to food as well, mm-hmm. the, you know, that's a, that's been a big, I think I think in the UK people are very used to getting stuff as they need it. Yeah. We we're, we're very used to having our shelves always stocked yes. and everything always being there and then for for t- the, for there to be so much inflation and then for there <laughs> now to you know be a de- uh, and a, a lot of you know Europe, Europe going we're not we're not going to export exactly. we're not going to send this yeah. to you anymore because it's almost like I think the the UK and this is very much a personal opinion that the UK, <laughs> I think, almost expected that the European Union would say, please, come back. Yeah. Please, we mm-hmm. beg you. And when no one was begging at their feet, they were almost just yeah. a bit hurt. Yeah. Like, you're not. You don't want a toxic <laughs> relationship. Not as special as I thought I was. It's crazy how replaceable. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And that, and that goes back to the idea of the fact that we're no longer a superpower, you know? Like, yeah. even mm-hmm. in, you know, our last episode was about the Russia-Ukraine war and the mm-hmm. fact that, I don't know, like, for example, I think at near the beginning of the war, Boris Johnson stated, you know, we're supporting Ukraine. Mm-hmm. As if it was going to be like, change everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice Boris, Exactly. But uh-huh. now that Brexit's happened and we've shown that we're just these very grumpy, stubborn, mm-hmm. entitled, selfish, um, selfish oh, people. Just, yeah, just yeah, pile on. Yeah. 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 Get all the adjectives. Um, <laughs> I think people realise, oh, we're just kind of a joke and all we're good mm-hmm. for is, I don't know, <laughs> producing good Christmas films. <laughs> That's all I we're going to do for. that well. <laughs> yeah. Um... But I think coming back to like being Scottish and being in Scotland, what this has meant for Scotland because Scotland like overwhelmingly voted to stay yeah. in the EU. I think sixty two percent. Sixty two percent voted. That. 
what a figure what mm-hmm. a figure and i mean even when you look at the map for you know when they color in like the yeah, different the areas is yeah. interesting it's like overwhelmingly that scotland voted for this and then again that begs the question we were almost dragged into this yeah as and being part well, of the, yeah. we have no power or influence when oh, it comes yeah. to britain as a whole uh-huh. no uh-huh. Mm. and there's an interesting element of this of does scotland feel more european you know like yeah are we more in line yeah. with europe what than do you guys think well i think because after brexit like i said there was a lot more support for scottish independence because i think people wanted us to leave england and then join the eu again like that yeah. was the dream yeah. for a lot of no, people exactly yeah. so yeah well, i do understand that yeah well that was an interesting element of even the um, ind- um the brexit vote yeah um oh no which one which what, what was it oh yeah the independent the first independence Mm -hmm, uh, in 2014 Mm -hmm. a main reason that people voted no is because they were scared that we'd have to like leave the eu Mm -hmm. and then what two years later yeah the uk has then left and Mm -hmm. it's like they had no say in that these scottish voters exactly so maybe this uh even calls into question the legitimacy of the referendum you know like yeah the the independence Mm -hmm. referendum and yeah definitely and it is it is interesting that it's almost just like you know just sit there and watch while all of this happens mm. and but you don't really have a say in it yeah and then i think when it came to like the first as you're saying the independence vote, it was like we will give you these privileges we will give you these rights back and you have you know sovereignty and whatever it is mm-hmm. and then you know we it's not yeah. really there mm-hmm. as such and mm. even the promises made nothing was scottish specific yeah. Yeah. it was uh-huh. more England based mm. and it's kind of the assumption that Scotland will be dragged along yeah. as an afterthought. Yeah. Exactly. Um and I think one thing that I think people are not focusing on as much is the whole the academic side of it because like Scottish academics are losing out on this and we mm. as Scottish students yeah. are losing out on that influence mm-hmm. for something that, you know, we didn't vote for. Yeah. We have so also, little jobs in our field as it e- is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and you know and why are we having to pay the price almost for something that was decided and i think that's another shame that you know that the uk was almost heralded as somewhere that there was a lot of academic um research going on and that's not happening anymore Mm -hmm. Um, exactly and i think it just shows that scotland has different needs you know uh and even i think there was an interesting part about like immigrants for example um the UK obviously is very hostile to immigrants mm. and um, they have a they have control over that area mm-hmm. because it's a reserved issue whereas so the Scottish government cannot say anything about immigration mm-hmm. um, but for Scotland like we have a lot of space uh-huh. you know like the Highlands <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> maybe there's up there yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's also like you know when did we think it was wrong to want people to be safe do you know yeah. when, at what point Whoa. was immigration villainized to the yeah. point yeah. where you were closing your borders yeah exactly and and you weren't wanting to extend at that hand because mm-hmm. it's not just about um self-protection it's uh-huh. like you're protecting your borders mm-hmm. but that has a, a like a domino of consequences on the people who you've now just abandoned uh-huh. and you're implicit in their pain now yes because yes. you've actively chosen to leave them mm-hmm. on, a, yeah. on a raft yeah. you know? and, and let's not forget that a lot of these problems that were started in these countries were started, started yeah, by yeah, the UK by it kind of always goes back to the US or the UK yeah mm-hmm. exactly and you know I know that we are almost 
blaming the U- US a lot but again it's something that we don't see happening in the media the, mm. the blame that they get is definitely not what they should be getting no, they should be getting way more because yeah. there's so much and as people of colour we can speak to the fact that there's so many places in the world that have been just raised to the ground because of mm-hmm. yeah. their like, own they're complaining that there, mm. there's so many people come to their country but mm-hmm. Why are they coming? Exactly. You know? Why are they coming? The Why criticism they of yeah. the West is like, so censored. Where is that rooted? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Scotland is almost like, would be willing to try and compensate for that, you know, a little mm. bit, or maybe not intentionally, but yeah. that could be the way, but because of Brexit, we can't. Yeah. Um, mm. But I think Brexit at, at its core is so much about immigration. Um, even the fact that mm. the reason that we've a lot of people voted leave is because of immigration. Yeah. And um, let's be honest, quite racial undertones. Yeah. Mm. But um, if you guys are interested in that, lucky for you, you can <laughs> tune in tomorrow yeah. because we're going to continue our discussion on Brexit. And so particularly focusing on immigration exactly. and why that was such a big deal yeah mm-hmm. yeah so if you love immigration um, <laughs> yeah. like join we do tomorrow <laughs> please join us tomorrow i uh, hope you've enjoyed this discussion again we'd just like to thank uh, my beautiful hosts oh. and inshallah see you tomorrow see you tomorrow for more information and to listen to more podcasts visit us at arc.score or check out the arc media app